Pneumonia kills 2,000 children every day, many of them in Africa. My guest today is trying to do something about it. Her name is Olivia Kuburongo and she is the CEO and co-founder of Mama Ope, a device and software company in Kampala, Uganda. Today she'll be telling us about a smart jacket that they have developed to help tackle this horrible disease. Welcome to MedTech Africa and as ever, I'm your host, Sam Oti. So, Olivia, thank you so much for joining the conversation. Um, it's really good to have you uh, on the show. And I'm really excited about this particular interview because unlike many of the um, ho- uh, guests that I've had on the show, yours, uh, your company in particular, is uh, the first that actually has invented a medical device of its own, in addition, obviously, to, to the software that, that you've developed. So I'm really, really excited to, to learn more about your, your health uh, tech innovation. So welcome to the show. How is Kampala today? Uh, thank you so much, Sam, uh, for hosting me. Uh, it's a pleasure. I'm excited to be here on the platform and to share with the world uh, the amazing work we are doing in Uganda. Uh, Uganda is fine. Uh, it's quite cold. Uh, yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. So, so let's start uh, immediately by asking, can you tell us, first of all, a little bit uh, about yourself? I always ask my, my guests, obviously, uh, who is uh, Olivia Koborongo? I hope I've said the name uh, correctly. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, you're among the few people that have uh, pronounced my name right. I don't know if natives of Uganda. Uh, I'm Olivia Koborongo. I am uh, firstly a wife, I'm a mother, I'm uh, a lover of Jesus. And uh, on the other side, I'm an enthusiastic achiever who can be witty sometimes. And uh, this uh, led me to co-found and uh, start a company um, called Mama Op Medicals Limited, of which I'm a CEO and a co-founder. So uh, basically this is a device and software company uh, that develops innovative health solutions to improve access to quality health care in uh, Saharan Africa and Southeast Asia. Great stuff. So, so th- let me know then, what really inspired you to start this company? What was it specifically about the health situation, the healthcare situation, and the burden of, of disease uh, and illness in uh, Uganda that inspired you to start uh, Mama Ope? Uh, you won't believe it, uh, but every minute, two young lives are lost, and uh, many more are put at risk. Uh, these lives are lost to pneumonia, and uh, that is uh, about 2,200 children per day under five years. And uh, yet, this is a disease that we have the power to prevent, to diagnose, and to treat. Uh, so, uh, though this can be attributed to many factors, some of the most prevalent ones are inaccurate diagnosis. Uh, shortage of uh, frontline antibiotics and weak referral systems. Uh, so some, uh, what happened is in 2017, uh, while uh, we were transitioning from university, our Besufekat, Brian and I, we set out on an amazing journey of finding a solution to helping frontline health workers accurately diagnose and manage acute respiratory infections 
uh, after one of us actually uh, lost uh, a loved one to pneumonia due to late diagnosis and late referral. So that is what inspired us to uh, begin on this amazing journey. Thank you very much for that background. And pneumonia is something that I can relate to. Actually, my younger daughter, who is just three years old, just turned three years old uh, in September, just two weeks after her third birthday, she she got pneumonia and it was horrible. Uh, fortunately, she didn't need to be admitted, but it was such a it was such a rough time. No, that was, that, that was good news because uh, you see the problem is uh, when it gets into the severe stages of admission, it's very costly to treat. Uh, the children are fighting for their breads and then the chances of fatality are actually high. So thank God your daughter wasn't able or did not go through all that. Indeed, indeed. We were lucky that we have great insurance and that we were able to seek care quite early. But that's not the case for many kids uh, across the continent. So it's really good to see African innovators coming up with a solution to tackle this problem. And uh, that's a great segue to asking you specifically about what the uh, intervention is? What have you developed and uh, what kind of services is your uh, company offering uh, to tackle this issue of pneumonia? Like I said, saving children from pneumonia, it requires urgent action and recognizing danger signs, uh, including fast and difficult breathing and oxygen saturation early uh, by the health workers so that they are able to uh, manage the disease in time. Uh, so. Uh, we have developed the mama of diagnostic aid, uh, which helps the health workers to easily and accurately screen for breathing rates, uh, that is fast breathing, and then the adventitious lung sounds uh, for the diagnosis of pneumonia. Uh, so basically, uh, this is uh, comprised of a wearable, uh, which is put on the patient's chest, on the child's chest, and then uh, an application uh, from which uh, uh, the data is analyzed, interpreted, and then prov uh, stored, and then provided to the health worker for interpretation. Uh, so again, this provides data insights for stakeholders, and it has support for telemedicine. So uh, in short, in less than five minutes, uh, the health worker is able to get uh, uh, an accurate diagnosis uh, regarding the respiratory infection using our device. That is absolutely groundbreaking, absolutely groundbreaking. And how did you get about designing it? I know, you know, uh, for, for much of the continent, getting parts, uh, translating our ideas into a physical product. Uh, so, so how did you even uh, get about doing that? Uh, thank you. Uh, that is a very important question. Uh, but we could not have gone so far without uh, uh, the support from different partners. Uh, so our... Uh, uh, yeah, we had different partners coming on board uh, from Uganda. There is a resilient African network or called uh, All Run. Uh, we had the support of uh, the Ministry of ICT. We had the support of Vilgro Africa. And um, uh, all this has given us uh, access to uh, external help. Uh, for example, uh, during we've had various iterations of the product. And uh, some, the first one was made here in Uganda. Actually, the first two were made here in Uganda. We have uh, uh, URI, Uganda Industrial Research Institute, uh, an amazing mentor from there called Philippa, who helped us in the first iterations. And then uh, when we reached the point for uh, now moving this forward to Alpha prototype, we uh, 
we, we did this uh, in, uh, with some partners in India. So it's been between India, between Nairobi and between here. So how, how have you gone about testing the effectiveness or efficacy uh, of this medical uh, device? Have you had to go through different uh, phases of trials uh, and approvals within Uganda? How, how has that gone so far? Uh, so uh, as of now, uh, we have verified the device or the products in the lab, and we are in the process of uh, uh, obtaining approval for a clinical study. And um, yeah, we, we are still uh, in the process of uh, getting approval from the various uh, agencies. We have the national, uh, we have the institutional review boards, Uganda National Council of Science and Technology, the National Drug Authority. Uh, so we are still in that phase of getting approval before we can actually validate uh, the device in our target population. Well, all the best. I know it can be a long uh, and demanding process, but this sounds like it's going to be a groundbreaking medical de uh, device. I'm really hoping that it's able to scale through all the necessary uh, protocols and barriers. So let us talk about uh, what you've achieved so far uh, in terms of rolling out the, the product uh, and uh, in terms of perhaps raising funding for uh, for developing the product. Could you tell us a, a little bit more about that? Yes, uh, in terms of uh, key achievements, uh, uh, we have been able to get patent protection in the area. Uh, we have uh, verified the device in the laboratory that it actually works, and uh, that has enabled us to actually go ahead and uh, uh, go ahead for the validation. And then we have uh, key partnerships uh, with senior pediatricians, we have some investment funding and grant funding uh, from uh, Grand Challenges Africa, from Velcro Africa, from um, Ministry of ICT, uh, Resilient African Network. Uh, so uh, generally, many people have, uh, many people believe in the vision that we have. And for us, that is, uh, that is a big achievement. Good to know that you have the support, both locally uh, and uh, internationally that, that you need. But let me digress a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you know this yet. Um, how do you intend to scale out the, pro uh, the, 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 the product? Uh, first of all, how much does the product cost or how much do you envision it uh, costing uh, by the time it gets uh, to, to the patients? And what would you th say would be your plan for, for scaling this out or scaling this up through the Uganda healthcare system? Yeah, uh, so the product, uh, we envision it to cost about uh, $80. And uh, how we are going to scale is uh, basically through, uh, well, we are considering the licensing model. We are considering working with distributors uh, for Uganda, working with the national medical uh, stores that is responsible for the distribution of uh, medical products uh, across the country, and then uh, for other countries to also work with other distributors and then adopt a licensing model where we can uh, license our technology uh, to other um, manufacturers or the people interested to scale in their respective countries. Uh, because like I said, uh, uh, this, is not, uh, this is a global burden. It's not just uh, restricted to Uganda. Uh, when you look at the burden, uh, it's uh, high in uh, India, or, okay, Southeast Asia, India, Pakistan, 
uh, the Philippines, uh, we have Nigeria, Ethiopia, Uganda, Kenya. So all those are potential markets for us. And uh, yeah, that's how we intend to go about it. Uh, but as more info, as we get more information, uh, then uh, uh, as as we get more information regarding the market, uh, then some uh, decisions would be likely to change. No, absolutely, you're you're spot on. This is a product that a lot of countries and a lot of contexts across the world uh, would more than more than embrace. So obviously, I'm really really uh, hoping. Uh, that this uh, device uh, gets gets to that level, and eighty dollars is is actually quite quite affordable, especially for a product that is non disposable. Right, this is a product that uh, can be used and and reused. So that is that I think will be quite a cost effective uh, product. Um, but obviously, I'm sure you've you've hit a lot of bumps along the road. What have been some of the challenges that you have faced uh, along the way? Uh, yeah, so one of our biggest challenges has been around our regulatory. Uh, the, the, the landscape is quite hard, has been quite hard to navigate. Uh, being among the pioneers in the medical device development in the country, uh, we've had a challenge with the regulatory bodies uh, treating us as a big pharma, or they are used to, uh, they're used to handling a conformity in regards to drugs. And uh, medical device development is quite a new area. So uh, just navigating the whole landscape, who is responsible for this, who actually does this, uh, what certification do you need? Uh, that is uh, quite, what certification do you need to actually enter the market? That is all quite not as streamlined. Uh, there are lots of gray areas in the regulatory. Uh, so that means uh, that uh, as an innovator, uh, you're forced to actually target the CE mark uh, so that uh, for your product to be acceptable, yeah? And uh, maybe the other challenge, uh, yeah, the other challenge I could say maybe in regards to uh, sourcing of parts, uh, we get uh, some parts from uh, China and that comes with the uh, delays, shipping, taxation. Um, yeah, I think those have been uh, most of our challenges so far. Yeah, absolutely. Not surprising there. Um, we are not particularly known as a continent for manufacturing in general, uh, leave alone medical products. And and we've seen it come back to, to haunt us during this uh, pandemic, right? Um, we've not had capacities, for example, to make our own ventilators, etc. So... Uh, and obviously, the regulators can only work with what, what they are used to and what, what exists. Um, so hoping that, that the experiences with, with a device such as yours will open their eyes to what needs to be done uh, to reform uh, the regulatory uh, process. Um, so as we close, what next for Mama O? Our vision really is to uh, join the uh, join the governments in this solemn vow that they made of uh, reducing the ending preventable child deaths by 2030. And uh, to achieve this, uh, we need strategic partnerships to create the impact that we want to see in the markets. So what is next for us as we prepare to launch into the market uh, is uh, validating our product among the target market, like I told you, and then the next will be to launch out and uh, create this impact. And yeah, we, we are excited. 
Great stuff. Great stuff. And I'm really, really wishing you guys all the best. And I just remembered I have to ask this because I don't get a lot of uh, women on the show. Um, and, and I know that generally there's an underrepresentation of women in tech and women in health tech. So let me ask you, uh, have there been any specific barriers uh, that you have faced uh, as uh, a woman innovator in the health tech space? Not so much so far. Not so much so far, really. Uh, I think there are quite uh, some uh, enough programs supporting women in tech uh, that have been availed to us uh, here uh, to be able to join some accelerators on the ticket of being a woman. So I think of late, uh, many organizations, many people are putting in the effort to level the ground for both men and women. So it's uh, not any major challenges so far. It's, it's been good. That is really great to hear because I've been quite worried about, you know, uh, you know, the, the situation on the ground in terms of how difficult it might be uh, for, for women to, to make progress uh, in this particular field. So good to know that that has not been an issue for you and that there are opportunities that are increasingly opening up uh, to encourage and support women uh, in tech. Uh, one last question. So where can our listeners learn more about Mama Oop? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, thank you. Uh, so we can uh, please reach us out, reach out to us uh, on our website that is mamaop.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Yeah, we are uh, available on all those platforms, and we look forward to hearing more from you. Your feedback, your partnerships—they uh, are all very important. Thanks for listening. I hope you found today's episode enjoyable and insightful. If you have any thoughts on this episode or recommendations of African health tech innovators that you'd like me to host on the show, please reach out to me directly on LinkedIn, Twitter, or email by the links in this episode's show notes. Finally, don't forget to subscribe to MedTech Africa on your preferred podcast app. And if you have a moment, please leave us a great review because it really helps other people to find the show. Thanks again. I'm your host, Sam Oti, and I'll speak to you in our next episode.